Are you prepared for a deep playoff run in this year's basketball playoffs? On this week's Inside the Huddle, Tony Miller and Randy Sherman provide you with some must-haves as you get your team ready for the postseason. I made this mistake, too, when I was my first year in the playoffs as a young, very young head coach. I did feel that, like, maybe we need to add this or put in some new plays or sets or something and spend some practice time doing that. And and then we get to the game, the actual game's going on, and and uh, it's a close game, uh, loud gym, good opponent, obviously, and, and – uh, you know, the game ends. We lost. This is my first years in the playoffs as a young head coach. We, we got in the bracket and lost in the first round. Um, and then when I looked back on the game, I never even called some of the stuff that I put in. Yeah. Because when I got in the heat of the battle, what did we, what did, what was my natural inclination was our base offense, our base defense. None of the little tricks I put in on Tuesday and Wednesday leading up to the game. They, they were on my sheet. They were in my brain. They were, we worked on them, but like when we got into the fog of war, if you will, I just didn't even do it. Mm -hmm. So I took that lesson forward. Like I'm not wasting that time anymore. This isn't necessarily adding anything new, Mm -hmm. but you know, younger coaches or, coaches who may have forgotten or maybe they didn't have a close game all year but what would you suggest coaches have kind of in their bag for end of game special situations like what were your go-to I need, I need to have these so that my team is prepared for this scenario one of the things that I um, I get asked about a lot and I, I just had a conversation about it this week of sort of like protecting a lead whether you're shot clock or not that that certainly dramatically impacts the way that strategically plays out. But like you get a lead, you get into the fourth quarter. I, I kind of like wanted our team to be able to protect that lead without sort of like going to like a full on delay game or something mm-hmm. like that. So my advice would be, but you've probably done this in like a meaningful regular season game already, but like we tended to, to have something ready to do to sort of like, okay, this we, we've got an eight-point lead, a 10-point lead. We're not going to shut it down, but we're kind of like, you know, we're okay with a little false motion, a little dummy offense before we, you know, two sides before we to, – to, to sort of now put the pressure on our opponent to, to uh, put us on the free throw line and let's trust that or put us on – or, or um, you know, maybe they're feeling the desperation of, of, of the impending loss and they start to extend their defense and we can – back cut them or or something like that to sort of like play that strategy of like we've got a lead now let's now let's really put the screws to the opponent um so that would be one piece of advice inevitably in the playoffs as you advance because duh good teams that would have really good players go deep in the playoffs so inevitably you're going to face a really good player be thinking about your star rules for when you're going to play a, a, a player that's, um, you know, big, big postman that dominates in the paint or a really, really good guard or something like that. Like what sort of strategic accommodations are we going to make 
if any, with facing an outstanding player. Because I mean, like I said, duh, like that's you're you're that's who gets in the play. That's who goes down the road in the playoffs. Teams with really good players. So those are some things I might advise. I would suggest something full court. You got to get the ball up full court. Okay, yeah, some special situations. Special stuff. situation yeah. type things. You mentioned the star player. Are you a anything to win type coach? Are you are you doing any junk defenses, anything like that? I personally didn't, but I've seen it done with both failure and success. But I mean, it'd be it would be smart to have a plan for that if you are coaching a team that's sort of like one dominant player heavy, right? Like you know, this we've got this really good player, and then it drops off. So we are susceptible to seeing a box and one or some sort of full denial or something like that. So it it would behoove you, if that is you, to be thinking about that possibility of, of being done to you as well. How about any press break ideas? Being prepared for different presses, what would your suggestion be, whether that's man, zone? I think you, you brought up a good point a moment ago of like getting into a special situation against a full court man press where you just got to get the ball in bounds and it's your three-point lead or something. And so it's sort of precarious, meaning you turn it over, trying to get the ball in bounds, you put the game in jeopardy. If you successfully get it in bounds, you're probably just going to get fouled, go down and win the game at the free throw line. So having something there would be smart. You know, sometimes you see some touchdown plays and things like that that that, that coaches use. But there's universalities to, to zone presses. So we have, you know, an entry man, a, a player behind him, a, a middle, a long diagonal, and a player above him with whatever zone press we see. So mm-hmm. I didn't really change much there. It, w- it would be sort of like situational getting the ball in bounds, things like that, that I might kind of get in my bag, if you will, of, of, of special situation things. If you're interested in more in-depth X's and O's breakdowns, be sure to subscribe to my A Quick Timeout newsletter. In each Sunday's newsletter, you'll get small side of game ideas, play of the week, and expert coaching interviews with college, NBA, and professional coaches from around the world. Click the link in the show notes to sign up today for a quick timeout newsletter.